and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank. I'm joined by my friend, my companion, my duo. You already know the vibe. It's Ben Janice. Ben, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Tom. It's been a great day, long weekend here, as we talked about on the last show. So enjoying mm-hmm. my Sunday, and I got Monday off, which is good. I don't got to go to work. So was excited to watch some sports today. The Knicks lost, so I was pissed. We had some interesting COD matches, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff going on today, right? You got the Lakers game, the Knicks, so the yeah, NBA Jordan playoffs Spieth, are going Jordan on. Spieth is throwing. I'm kind of pissed about that, but it's y- all good. Yeah, yeah, you got the uh, the Valorant finals, right? Sentinels they ended up not dropping any maps, which was impressive. Yeah. It was very impressive to watch them play. I've been getting Shout into Valorant. Tens. Yeah, I've been getting into Valorant. All of them, honestly, that that sick guy was going off too. Yeah, um, six they were, six been nasty. They were all Cisco. doing their thing. Um, so yeah. I was definitely uh, tuning into Valorant a little bit, and then, of course we were we were watching Call of Duty, which today been a very quick day. We had three series, and they were all threes, all three it's, of it's them. It's a good change of pace. We've had some long days of COD, so I'm glad we uh, we had a short one today. People can uh, enjoy the show and then go off to dinner for those on the East Coast. And uh, yeah, we want to get right into it. Yeah, we can, did. You golf today? No golf. Yeah, I golfed this morning. That's great. We played a four man scramble. It was. Uh, uh, some of the directors at Esports Engine versus uh, the Young, so a couple of a uh, couple of us plus my friend uh, Rich, nice. uh, Rich uh, CGR on Twitter, I think. If I got his Twitter handle right, but it's, I it's know a, Rich. Rich I played Knockout City with him. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Rich, yeah I was Rich. playing with Rich. He's a good and guy. We, He's a good fucking guy. Yeah, Rich is a great guy. We smoked the olds today. Uh, I had some great wedge shots. Had some good short game. Drive was a bit off, but it's a scramble. You, you know, you go out, you have fun. So. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Somebody commented that one one of the comments getting thumbs up on yesterday's videos is can, can we stop talking about golf? So I made sure to talk about golf today. Yeah, you yeah, know we're what gonna, I'm saying. Keep that, talking about golf. It's all good. And we also got <laughs> Parasite joining us today on the show. Parasite, how you doing? Doing good. More of the same. Uh, just talked about some stuff with my team. Pretty basic day. I'm 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 right there with you. Is staying up late, but instead of playing Valorant like you, I was playing Knockout City ranked play for hours. <laughs> really, there's so many games that I just like. I'm addicted to. I was I'm addicted to Knockout. I'm addicted to Valorant, and even COD. Like sometimes I get addicted to League play and and War. I've been playing Warzone a little bit. So it's just so many different games to play. So definitely, you know, living the gamer lifestyle a little bit. But my sleep schedule is all over the place, Chris. I'm losing my fucking mind. I think I, I slept in all the way to the game started today. And uh, just a little tired. A little tired, but for the most part, feeling good. Uh, we had some great matches today, and we're going to get right into it. We're kicking things off with the Florida Mutineers going up against the London Royal Ravens. And uh, like I predicted, Florida, they kept that momentum going through this next series. They came off a big dub uh, a, few, a couple days ago, and uh, they get another big dub today against London, who they pick up Afro and Alex. They seem like they have a lot of potential, but they didn't show that much today, Ben. Yeah, I mean, so let's let's talk about Florida. I think now we've got a decent body of work with this team over the last couple of weeks, where it seems like they've taken another step as a team. Uh, now, they did have that tough run at the major where they lost six straight, but... Outside of those two matches, they've played some pretty good COD the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think they're, think they're starting to go a few steps up in the power rankings. You could see you have an argument. Where do you rank them in regards to teams like Minnesota and Thieves and Dallas? Uh, I'm This is my team to watch, man. I'm really excited to see what they do in this group and when they go to land. It seems like they're, they're making really good team plays and team decisions. Uh, especially in the response and the S&D is looking pretty nice. I'm, I'm excited that we've finally seen this Florida team turn around a little bit. I mean, we've been saying it all year, have we not? That it's just like the potential that these guys have, the talent that they have on the roster. You just want to see them put them put it together. And I think the main thing for them is just figuring out their play style, what works for them, what's going to work for their team. And it just seems like it's all coming together, and it's coming together at a good time because um, you're getting to that point of the year where you got the big one coming up. 
and this is when you want to show out, right? So I think if you're a Florida fan, you're going to be really happy with the way some of these guys have been playing. I think the one thing that I've really noticed is that their teamwork has just been a lot better. Their trades are better. When you're looking at the minimap, it seems like they have a better understanding of what they want to do. I feel like they've definitely talked about things. They probably have watched tons of film. Uh, you could definitely see that they're going back into practice and that they're working really hard on their game and not really individual talent, but just kind of like their priorities on the map and what they're trying to do. I'm Parasite, I'm curious to uh, get your thoughts after this Astro Gaming listening from Florida. Yo, I can get Ezra. You still got it. Yeah, once we're at, it's a wrap. They can go new. Push me out, push me out, Paul. Paul, push me out, Street. Right, yeah. Still, Street. Still on the bus, still on the bus, still on the bus. I thought that's up. There's 20 P3s. There's 20 P3s. I'm back in the P3. Wait, one's here. I'm behind him. I'm behind him. I'm gonna block P2. I'm gonna block P2. Just in case. He went around. He went around. No, that's he's not done. He's not dead. Still Street. Still Street. Yo, P2, P2. Play your life, Vondry, Joe. Play your life, Vondry. Every half ball. Every half ball. Every half ball. Yeah, rap gold, rap gold with me. Nothing apple, yeah, nothing apple. Yeah, yeah. I can't be good. Oh, he came out, he's here, he's outside, outside, hold on. I've got gold, I've got gold. We can spot, we can spot! We can spot, we can spot! 1p3. Laundry, laundry ball, laundry ball dead. Hey, hold on. Rap gold, rap gold. Yo, you have to push out, you have to push out. Come on, come on, come on. He's on the outside, he's on the outside. I need him right side, I need him right side. Yo, shoot, shoot, shoot. Morning behind us. What's on hill, what's on hill, Shawnee? I'm seeing peeking laundry. Yo, laundry yeah, window, laundry window, left corner, left corner. Left corner, laundry window. Dead. Dead, dead. Let's check. Head back, head back. Let's go, let's go. One shot, two more, two more. Last two more. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Cut him off, cut him off. Do not die, do not die, do not die. I'm chilling, I'm chilling. He's right side, he's right side. I got one off. Nice. Laundry's open. I'm gonna say laundry. You guys remember the setup. Remember the setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's under laundry, one's under laundry. Heard it, heard it. I have street. Yeah, I'm in hell. Alright, I have phone. I flashed myself. Fuck. Both the laundry, both the laundry, both the laundry, both the laundry, Stormy sees right now. I mean, I agree. Listening, to be honest, I mean, again, you hear them talking about it in the listening. Do the setup. Do the setup. Do, do this. Make sure to stay alive here. I mean, one thing that I really noticed was Skies. Yeah, Skies is just the energy vocal leader for me. I, I feel like he's really stepping up in that category. Havoc, Havoc was doing a yeah. little bit. Yep, yep. Havoc. Um, but Chris, tell me a little bit about this Florida team and what impresses you the most about these guys. Well, lately in in all their uh, listenings that we've seen from their last matches, their 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 comms have just been way better than what we've seen uh, prior to obviously this stage. On top of that, obviously just using a lot more teamwork and you're getting a lot more production out of everyone. Uh, Colt had a really good series, I think, versus Toronto. Um, Skies had a really good series here, so you're getting production out of every single player on the roster, which uh, was a big issue with them before, whether it was. Uh, awakening or caesar that wasn't playing well or cold like or havoc sorry you're, you're you're getting production out of everyone which is i think i think the main thing and that's obviously gonna uh happen when when their comms are on point and they're they're playing a lot together now they're they're looking just way better than they did in the last few stages for sure yeah i mean i mean i agree i mean i mean we can talk like it's just a, the coordination i mean let's talk about this break here as we're watching on p3 moscow and something i've noticed is, is you know we've seen this a lot with hills and how they the meta changes over time. Teams have been doing a lot of hitting the back on this hill. So naturally, teams are going to start to have openings when they hit the front. And that's what Florida does. They four hit front. They're able to hold this from the front. And I agree with you, uh, Chris. I think uh, the, the team play and the team coordination has been a lot better for Florida on this run. And that's what they need if they want to take that next step up as a team.
The one thing that I'm interested though is so they obviously beat Toronto, so they're the favorites to win this group with the way everyone else is looking. And the and the worst part is they're not gonna let's say Florida continues to be really good. Obviously, Dallas is seeing their struggles and they did beat Toronto, but I'm curious to see what happens when they do match up against like FaZe, for example, because although they beat Toronto, Toronto had a really, really bad series. They didn't get like any production from Cami when they played, and that's usually one of their star players, obviously. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens when they match up against like a team like phase if they do continue this uh this run that they're having which we well, probably won't see until the major all i'll say is that new york is still in their group oh new york uh, i forgot about that yeah and and so that's, that's gonna be gonna an be interesting matchup i still mm -hmm. probably give new york the edge here to take this group away yeah, and yeah. toronto could still go like four and one uh but i agree you know florida like florida has a really good shot at making a winner's bracket uh with this group especially the struggles we've seen from uh dallas as of late they yeah, need a good. They right. need a good run. They need yeah. a good winners' break. They can really use one. I well, think not even for their their standings, but just for their yeah. confidence and their momentum moving forward. Well, let's talk about the standings because Floor's in the eighth spot right now, and they have such a big week that they've now put a decent gap between them and all the teams in ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. So have they? Yeah. Is, it, is I mean, it that big of a gap? What's the gap well, looking like? The, then? the gap is now fifty points. Okay, yeah, it's a lot better between than them before. and LAG. That's so. a lot better than before, for sure. I mean, it's exactly what they needed. It's exactly what they needed. And I'm, and I'm happy to see a lot of these guys stepping up to play. But let's talk about London a little bit. Um, because they bring in – London was looking so good. <coughs> they they had Zed, right? They had that team with him, right? And they, they ended up picking up uh, Afro. They bring in Alex. And maybe they thought that the, the potential with this roster is a little bit better. Maybe they think they have a higher ceiling. But they're not, they're not seeming like the same London. But at the same time, when you watch them play – I feel like the potential is there. Like, Afro is a very good player. I think yeah. he's very good. I like the way he plays. I like the way he thinks about the game. Um, you could tell not only is he talented, but he's also a very smart player, the way he moves around the map. He definitely knows what he's doing. Um, but you want to start seeing them put up some results because they were getting the results uh, prior to making a change. And, you know, maybe they thought this roster was better, but what's going on here, Ben? What's going on well, with these guys? I'll say with London is – uh, you know, they look good at the major. They lost that. They got 3-0 by Thieves and sort of that momentum fell out. I don't think they played like ultimately this 3-0 aside. Like, I don't think they played bad in that <laughs> series against Dallas. Um, they were pretty competitive no, in, in, uh, that's what I'm saying. They're not playing the bad. They're not series. bad. They're not yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, like they put themselves in 0-2 hole now. So they're going to have to get a result against like Toronto and New York, which will be really tough for them to make winners. Uh, but like London is a team again that can go into this loser's bracket and get some momentum and like back to our top six, top eight. I want to give them a little bit of time uh, here before team. we toss on the bus. I will say, though, they, they have been change happy. I would have liked to have seen them maybe give it a run with their last team before they made the change. But they made the move, and, and let's see how it works out for them long term. I think the main thing for me is maybe not two changes. You know, if you want to bring an Afro, maybe bring him in for one guy. But to make two changes and just change up the whole dynamic of the team because it was yeah. working. And, you know, and it's like one of those things where I don't understand why – this year, I feel like the whole gimmick this year is if the team's working, their CDL teams are changing. And if the team's not working, they're not changing. So it's just like, it's just weird. Sometimes I feel like some of these teams, they don't know what the fuck's going on. But Parasite, what do you think? Uh, do you like watching these London guys play? I personally think they're a great team, but so far they haven't been executing. I mean, I've been, I've, I've been enjoying watching them play just because they've been a lot more competitive in a lot of their series. Maybe not so much in the map count department in this series, but mm -hmm. I mean, even this map was close and they had plenty of opportunities to, to close it, it out despite Paul map. having a, having an off game, which usually you don't see from Paul. But if anything, you can take that positive away. Like Paul had a really bad series, but they were still pretty good in a lot of the maps. I, I don't think they like I, I didn't get to really watch the series, so I could be talking out of my ass here. But this uh -huh. map looked really close despite Paul no, it was a good map. Uh, playing poorly. On top of that, uh, I don't think 
their map pool is very good right now, especially with the fact that they added new two new players. So when you add you know two new players onto your team, that's when you have to like really figure out your map pool. And and going back to the vetoes, I think Florida did a really good job of taking maps away that London looked good in versus Dallas, and it ended up working out for them in the series. Yeah, for well, sure. I want to talk about a play. I know, I know, Haggy, you uh, went ahead and talked about this on Twitter, but the situation here uh, at the end of this map, um, so just to kind of set it up, it's P2. Uh, Florida is spawning out, and they go ahead and they, they hit all with a couple guys. It ends up being kind of like a 2v2, 2v3 situation. Uh, ultimately, instead of backing up here middle, Awakening decides to hit Hill and go for the last 20 seconds. He dies. He ends up spawning on a pinch because he can't hold his cam. His team's already fully rotated in the back. And this kind of ends up benefiting him in sort of a weird way. As he watches play out, he's going to kind of wrap behind all of these London players and end up shooting them all in the back and elbow. I mean, I saw Nameless talking about this where he was like, if, if Awakening meant to do that to 200 IQ play. But to be honest, like... I feel like London needs to just go. Like, uh, like yeah, Awakening yeah, yeah. spawning out. Like, London's just taking too long to make a play. Like, they should have flooded through elbow or just did. They should have should have done something quicker. They have yeah. the numbers. They get the they get the initial kill. It might be a two hundred IQ play to people, but I mean, he's spawning out. I mean, that's what London wants. They want him to spawn out. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna work a pinch eventually, but. Chris, what do you think? So, so we had we had a we had our like argument on Twitter with me and a few other people, but they were misinterpreting the situation again. I didn't get to watch this match, so I didn't really know exactly where and when this happened. And the only time that it's good to do that is when your team is going to be on the uh, like bad side of a hill. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example here. On this hill, for example, let's say you, the let's say Florida here is obviously holding the majority of this time, and London is going to have to rotate street. Eventually, London is going to be wanting to pinch gold and pinch the bus, correct? Yep. Because you want the bus side of the hill. So one thing that you can do is while your team rotates the streets and sets up for a potential break when the new hill pops and you're spawning at old, you can hit the scrap. And so one of two things happen here. You're hitting the scrap and you're getting the guy off old, which then you can pinch elbow and start prematurely pinching bank essentially yeah. Yeah. or you're gonna die right and so you have two options when you die if you die around six seconds you can hold your cam and spawn with your teammate street or you can spawn early and potentially spawn at the back of the bank because a lot of the time those team uh, the players on the on the opposite team are pushed up in gold and and the street so you'll spawn behind them or you'll spawn front of old which again sets you sets you up for a pinch yep so like it, it only works on chainable hills but those chainable hills, you have to be on the back end. In that scenario, it didn't. It it only worked because uh, London misplayed the situation when they had Awakening spawning out. You wouldn't do that on that hill particularly because those P two and P three are not chainable. Yep, and, I mean that's and a good point. And you also potentially screw your team over. If yeah, exactly. Three four situation. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Definitely a good point. For See sure. that only that only works in scenarios where the enemy team is contesting scrap or has a guy on scrap because at that point you're rotating three v three and you're setting yourself up to either get the player off scrap or set yourself up for a pinch, which you're going to be doing anyways. Yeah, it's almost like you benefit from dying. I mean, yes. realistically, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just push old. I like the play, right? Because you you have two decisions to make, like you said. Yeah, and you can work a pinch. It's like, like you said, prematurely popping, popping your kill camp so you can work a pinch on the yeah. hill. Um, Teams do that all the time on other maps. So uh -huh. Garrison's one of those maps on P4 where players will intentionally die, right? If the other team is fully set up on P5 to spawn behind them at yeah. the like the mid tanks so that they can get a pinch rather than working into a full setup together and uh -huh. dying. 
and getting spun out of the back anyways. It's situational yeah. because there's times, too, where I think the better play is just to rotate as a team, use your numbers, because uh-huh. there's going to be a guy on old, right? So if you use your yeah. numbers at new, you can work some trades and get control of whatever you need to get control 100%. of. 100%. It depends yeah. on where you're spawning, how close you are to your team, where you are on the map. It's very situational, but that's a very uh, good point, Chris. Yeah. Then we go into the next map. We go into Express S&D. And Florida are steamrolling these motherfuckers. What the fuck's going on here, Ben? Yeah, Florida got to a four-round lead, and then they just kind of play the momentum from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, you know, a lot of them are actually like a decent uh, express team now. It was with their old squad. Uh, and Florida just came out and, and just did a really good job. Winning a lot of rounds, they didn't win first blood. There were nine rounds, and Florida won two rounds where they didn't get first blood. And every round where they did get first blood, they ended up winning. So they just did a really good job of sort of working the numbers as a team. Uh, we skipped over the first four rounds with just really soft, soft really uh, well-played offensive and defensive situations. Offense is getting bombed down, getting picks. And on defense, you know, they were playing a strong B and then rotating over to A and just doing a really good job of getting the retakes. Express is becoming very rotational, rotational heavy. Like, pe- teams are, like, going back and forth. They're trying to break ankles. They're trying to play mind games. We saw today in the phase optic match, which we'll talk about. Um, but you just see people trying to come up with new things. They're definitely learning the map. You definitely see some uh, some new strats coming out from a lot of these CDL teams. I think people are going back and trying to find different ways to play this map. And I like watching it. SNE is one of my favorite game modes because of that reason. Everybody has their own way of playing it, and you could be very creative in it. Um, where in hardpoint control, there's always like a right and wrong way to play it, I feel like. But in SND, I feel like everybody has their own style. So 100%. you just see them do what you see them change it up and, and just kind of be all over the map and work different strats. Is, it's really cool to see. Yeah, this was actually a good matchup to watch because I feel like Florida and uh, Ravens play this map very similarly. You saw in the last series where Ravens were just like playing super aggressive and just committing to bomb sites. And I feel like Florida also has that tendency to uh, on this map where they just like to bully out sites and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it was a really fun one to watch because it was very mixy in certain rounds. Yeah, I love they had a really good play they attempted here. They tried to put aggression on A and then have guys pinch bridge. And the bridge guys got pushed back and then Paul is sort of left in a really funky situation. And again, Florida do a really good job playing the numbers here. Uh, and I believe actually London wound up winning this round, I mm-hmm. think. I'm pretty sure London won this round. Don't, yeah. don't London bring it back a little yeah, actually, bit? Actually, Florida won this round. Doesn't London bring yeah. it back a little bit, though? Don't they get a couple rounds? It ends up with Neptune <laughs> just frying them, if I yeah, remember correctly. It's, Neptune it's, picks up a big two it's piece. It's two straight here for uh, for London to make yeah, it a 5 and 3. And, and Neptune, Neptune goes with the end. I thought London was yeah. going to start making a comeback. Like they started winning some rounds. They were adapting a little bit to what Florida was doing, and they start shutting down some of their pushes. But again, the individual talent of Florida really starts to show. Neptune is always getting pieces in this area of the map. Every time it's on this A bomb site, this A building, he's always uh, dipping and weaving all over the place here. He's ledge sliding. He's sliding around under Got the good window. Movement, Tom. He has great movement. Honestly, he's really exciting to watch. Yeah, he's this to map watch. is his playground. He's kind of like Shotzi in a sense on the yep. way he plays this map. He's just very finessey, and he's just, he does a really good job yep. of uh, playing whatever bomb site he decides to play. And I like the aggression. I like the playmaking ability. You see Havoc. He works all the way up mid-map. He, he puts some shots down, almost picks up a kill there. He somehow gets away with his life here. I don't know how. I don't. I Three HP. I don't know how the hell he got out of there. They had literally had him pinned in the corner, and he was one shot. But just the aggression. He pins London. Look, there's 45 seconds left, and London's still in their spawn. I mean, they're still pinned all the way back in their spawn. Um, you eventually they start making moves, but Florida they have all the control. They're they're pushed up the map. They're all over the place. They know exactly where London is. They have the B bomb control. They have people mid map, so there's only one place these guys can be, and that's on the A bomb site. So they have them completely cornered. They end up doing a good job making plays. Uh, Havoc's making plays. He gets the guy off the bomb, and it ends up this is around where I'm pretty sure Neptune 
goes massive, picks up a big two-piece, and uh, they end up closing this one out. And it was a good map out of the Florida boys. I, I like the improvements that I'm seeing from this squad. And from London, I think it'll take them a little bit of time. You know, they, they changed half their roster. So an S&D is, is a game where, you know, sometimes it might take a little bit of time to get that chemistry, get that rhythm, try and find out what works for you. Um, so I definitely think these guys need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the hell's going wrong with their searches. But props to London to go up 2-0. And at this point, they, they use their momentum. And they come out in this control, and they absolutely fry Ben. Florida fries. Yeah, I mean they. F I mean we'll skip through the first round. They're, they're all over the map. They're, just, they're, they're just pushing the base. out left, right. They're yeah. in the base. Havoc's running around. This and that. London did cap A through in the beginning of this round, but then they get put in that like mega mega spawn trap pinned. here for they get pinned for a and, minute. Yeah. And we actually saw Rambo Ray from Dallas Empire talking about spawns. He was actually breaking it down for a lot of you who don't know how spawns work. Rambo actually broke it down on the Dallas Empire Twitter if you want to go check it out. But there's ways to just pin teams into a corner of the map and just absolutely f just finesse and, and fry them, not let anybody out. So Florida does a good job using their teamwork. And the most important thing is the aggression. I mean, this is what you want to see. Like the, the teams that are the most aggressive, the teams that play with pace and are quick with yeah. their decision making, those are the teams that are hard to beat. Those are the teams that are going to win championships. Um, it's just it's just hard to play against. It's very hard to play against, and that's what I love about this roster. But Chris, was there anything that that caught your eye? I'm not even sure if you watched this this series. Chris, did you watch the series? Uh, no, I woke up super late, so oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, well, I watch the, the series. Knockout, the knockout city but, was really getting to you, huh? Yeah, but the one thing I wanna I wanna piggyback off of uh, what you said is when when we're talking about aggression, this is something that we've we've talked about before. Aggression means making fast. Uh, decisive decisions right mm. it's not about just like sprinting forward and and, and taking like hella chow you gotta know where the like gaps that. are yes exactly and it's always about the teams that make the quick decisions whether they're right or wrong sometimes that do things with teamwork and those are the teams that are going to play the best yeah it's not so much about just running around and, and yeah, getting no. in as much gunfights as possible it's what knowing when to slow down and when to speed up and when to yep. play you know what i'm saying it's 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 situational and, and that's what makes a good call of duty player good it's just 100%. knowing when they can push, when they can hit those gaps, and also being able to communicate where you're pushing. If you're blocking spawns, let them how know where they're spawning, the yep. how it's <laughs> affecting things on the map. I mean, there's so much that goes into Call of Duty that people have no idea about, and that's what makes some players really good. Um, and a lot of the times, right, there's players who aren't statistically dropping the best numbers, and you have fans that are complaining about, oh, he sucks and he sucks, and then you have pros who are like, no, this guy's good. Uh, one guy that I could say is Venom. A lot of people attacking Venom from 100 Thieves, but he's one of those players who's, like, really good at making plays. He's very impactful on the map. He's very good in the comms. He's a great teammate. I think that's why Cap and all the 100 Thieves guys really like him over there. And it's things that the people don't see. It's things that people don't understand. 100%. Um, so uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so let's, let's talk next steps for both these teams going to next week. So uh, a real tough week for London. They're now in that kind of 0-2 hole. Uh they are going to go ahead and play Toronto Ultra in their one match uh, upcoming uh, next week. So that's going to be a real tough task for them to try and not go down the 0-3 hole against a Toronto team. Yeah. It's coming off a big win. Uh, they look great, side, by the way. Toronto yeah. look great. And on the flip side for Florida, uh, I believe they play twice next week. So they play New York on Friday, and that should be an absolute banger. Uh, and then they'll play LAG on Sunday. So, you know, if, if Florida are able to grab that New York win – and they, they take care of business against LAG, they might be sitting in 4-0 in this group, which would be pretty interesting. I expect, though, New York will probably take that dub. I mean, listen, Florida's playing good. And you know me, I'm a big New York guy, but New York's going to have their hands full with these guys. I've been saying it all year. They they have the talent and the pieces to put it together, but their inconsistencies just continue to show. But now they're getting to that level where I feel like they're working together and they're working around the map, and they look like they're more as a unit, more as a team. New York got their hands full. 
It's not going to be an easy dub by any means. So New York needs to make sure they got their shit together coming into this match um, because they're looking really good. But they end up closing this one out 3-0, if I remember correctly, right? Ben London yep. didn't even get around. Florida was all over the map. They were pushing out lanes. Good maps out of the sub players being a nuisance. Shout out to everybody from Florida and even everybody from London. I think you guys got a great team. I think, you know, you still got to just put some work in and, and try and figure out the formula. But we go into the next map. We have Bantz from Toronto Ultra meditating once again. Listen, I don't know what it is, but I, I think that's a good thing what he's doing. A lot of people will yeah, tease like him or, or, you know, to try and make fun of him. I mean, I know it's a, they're just joking around, but. For the most part, I think it's good to control your breathing when you're playing in a lot of like these big matches, these big games. You're at the highest level. Sometimes you can get a little jittery. Sometimes your heart gets pumping. It's the adrenaline. So just being able to take some deep breaths, relax, close your eyes. Um, Clay was a really big part. Uh, did that a lot. He would always tell us to relax, take some deep breaths, make sure that we stay focused and just clear our mind. That stuff really helps, guys. I mean, when you're gaming. It's not just about running around and getting kills. You need to make sure your mind is cleared. You need to make sure you're thinking straight and you're making the right decisions on the map. So that's why you see Bans doing stuff like that. So it's very interesting to see him do it on cam. But we go into a series of Toronto Ultra going up against Dallas Empire. Uh, ben, I see you have the maps up. Is there anything uh, here that you want to talk about? No, I mean, just ends up being a tricky matchup for Dallas because they got to get rid of Raid uh, against Toronto. Uh, and Toronto's really good at Garrison. Uh, so it's just it's just not a particularly good map matchup for Dallas right now with their teeny tiny map pool, especially with their control struggles as well. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just want to cut to the chase a little bit here with this Dallas team. They're just not performing individually. They really aren't. I mean, it's very simple. Like, if you can't perform individually, it's going to hurt. I mean, I'm going to pull up the stats here. You have a .63 coming out of Shotzi, which is very rare from him. You don't see it often. You have a .58 coming out from Vivid. So the two sub players just got absolutely smoked today. Um, you have Illy, who's been struggling throughout this year. Um, he had a .94. The only one positive is Crim6, who honestly, Porter looks pretty good on the map. Oh, hold on. Now, I contest that. Porter has had some bad series this year. This is a rare opportunity where he was playing at the level we expect from him, and they didn't capitalize on it. The sub players had a tough day. Mm. I agree. Like, they're just not getting slaying consistency. And I wonder if some of this is down to teamwork. Are they not making it easy on themselves with the way they challenge things together as a team, with the way they bounce off well, and they bait each other? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I think it's a little bit more than just they're not shooting their guns straight. I think we've got enough of a sample size now with three different versions of this roster where they have had issues with respawn game modes. They've been struggling all year in S&D. I just think, like, the teamwork in the system is not there right now for these guys. I talked to Porter. I talked to Krim after the match. I reached out. I was talking to him a little bit and just, you know, getting his thoughts on things. And, I mean, that guy has no excuses at all. I mean, he, he just straight up said, listen, man, we're not playing good, especially individually. He thinks individually they're just a lot better than that. And in practice, they feel like they've been showing that. Um, but in the games, they're just not capitalizing on it. And he thinks the main thing is just maybe a confidence thing. Um, I'm echoing right now. Is that you? Is that you, Chris? Is that me? is it me? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just yeah. It, it, it is you, Chris. If you can uh, me uh, that okay. I think the main thing is just uh, the confidence for Porter. He just wants these guys to get their confidence back, making sure they're making plays on the map. And you know that happens a lot during for for some players. Ben, I mean, a confidence issue can be a big thing. I mean, you can have a player that when they're feeling confident, they're one of the best players ever. And when things aren't going their way and they start overthinking a lot of their plays and they lose their confidence a little bit, it's really going to hinder their gameplay. And, I mean, I've went through struggles like that competing. I know a lot of other players have gone through those struggles. 
Um, Scump even talked about it once on the pinch. He had a few drinks, and we were talking about it late night, and he was like, you know, when your confidence is there, that's when you're at your best. So sometimes you just need to get to, you know, make sure that the culture and the team is good and making sure that they're taking the right steps to just get back into that rhythm, get back into that where that firepower was, those world championship mindset that they had. Maybe Clay was a big part of that, right? Maybe Clay was a big part of the energy levels and, and getting these guys uh, together and just bringing them together and getting their confidence up. But I think the main thing for these guys is just to not give up because, you know, they know their potential. Now they just need to put it together, and they haven't been doing that. So it's disappointing to see, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't count these guys out by any means. Let's go into a listening with Dallas Empire, and then, Chris, we'll get your thoughts when we come back. Okay. Outside, outside pillar week. Outside pillar week. Bad shot. Bad shot. Bad shot. Hold, hold. I'm in kitchen, kitchen. To be all. Yo, in Tiki Hap. In Tiki Hap. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly, fly, see. You go front. Yeah, left side, left side, left side. Deep out, deep out. I won. Let's get ring, let's get ring. You guys hold that. Yeah, hold ring. 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 Yeah, I'll see that water steps. Top bar, steps. top bar, Cammy. One, I knew, I knew it's like weak. Do you have right. uh, No, no, no. One, yo, one's yeah. holding water stairs, one's on their side of the yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah, let's go get ring. Let's let's go get ring. Yo, take your time. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing push out. He's doing push out ring somewhere. Yeah, I'm going out. He's laying on our, laying on our. I got one water step. I bought a Reese. Top ring, top ring. Top ring, top ring. Watch up here. Watch up here. Square, square, square. He's front kitchen. Front kitchen, clean axe, item twice. He's down the weak. Green coif. Sir, yeah, I'll stay one time. Yo, behind me, brother. First pillar, guys. Still holding. I'm helping the old ring. I'm about to go water stairs. Yeah, I'm gonna go kitchen. I'm gonna go kitchen. You guys double work that. Yeah. Water stairs. Can we challenge you? Can we challenge you? Water stairs. Pitches in. Pitches in. Water stairs. He yeah, said water yeah. stairs. I don't see anyone. Water stairs. Uh, water stairs. Right time and. Watch shot. Watch right time. Does he get that crack? Yeah, behind you. Make sure you hold the spawns. Hold these spawns. Where did he go? Yo, Cammy's going laundry. Cammy is going laundry. Cammy dead. Cammy dead. Pushing me first. Pushing me first. I'm holding water stairs. You take your time. Make the money. Yeah. One's gonna be art. One's gonna be art. Hey, I'm blue van. I'm blue van. Every top right. He's right right on your inside. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Well, Joe, I know it was a little bit ago, but basically mm-hmm. exactly what you said about streaks at court happened. What do you think, oh. Ben, Chris? What do you guys think? I like their comms. It just seems yeah. like they were getting pieced up when they need to finish off like the last like killed or break or something like that. It didn't seem like they, their comms were a problem. I mean, it really goes to show the individual talent that Toronto has as well. I mean, we can talk about, we're going to talk about Kleenex today, especially in that control, but... I mean, when they get two or three dead, they just have a guy who's just being a nuisance. They're, it's so hard to kill him. They're just throwing shimmies. They're throwing tags. They're, put, they're peppering shots, and they're just hard kills on the map. I mean, Toronto, they're a good team, man. They're a really good team, and they're definitely hard to beat. I think Dallas is just like, you, you're right, Chris. Like It's just like executing. Like You have Porter going up water stairs. He picks up a couple kills. They have three dead, and they still don't even break the hill. It's like little things like that that they need to just make sure that they're really clutching up on some of these plays. It's like they need to find their ice back. They need to get that yeah. ice that they have. I mean, realistically, it just seems like they're getting pieced up. And uh, I actually, uh, Reese DM'd me because I tweeted out Dallas question mark because I just was like, I'm like mind blown. I'm like, these guys literally just can't get anything going anymore. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, he said uh, he said that he couldn't get anything going, and once uh, once he fixes that himself, they'll be better. So I guess that's going back to like just individual performances. And mm-hmm. I said it feels like there's I, I, I DM them back, and I said I feel like there's a lot of dumb assery on the map going on too. And he says, yeah, I don't know, the map feels so weird for me. So I guess it goes back to like not only like individual performance, but I feel like they're just not making like really good decisions as a team constantly, and I feel like that's just putting them in holes that they can't get out of, especially versus teams like Toronto who have 
all their shit down. Here's the, the thing oh. for me. Go ahead, Ben. I'll let you go. I'll, I'll, I want to make kind of a hot take on here. So I want to make a point to make a hot take. We love so Ben's Dallas, hot takes. Dallas statistically is playing as close to 500 ball as you can right, right at the moment. Like, right down to, like, the maps they've won and lost. To what? They're like close to what? 500 ball. They're, like, 55 and 55 in maps. Oh, okay. And it's even, even if you look at stats and, like, points allowed and points scored and hard points, actually kind of nuts. I think, Tom, that the clay loss is massive for this team. I, agree. I think the stability that he brought and the pace and the way that he played and got filling on the team is a huge miss in them. And they were able to run a system in 5v5 where Shotzi and who could really roam and make plays. And it didn't require a lot of like cohesive team fights because you always knew that Clay and Krim were cleaning up behind them and getting the pieces and they were taking advantage of the squad spots. I think moving to 4v4, they got exposed in that play style because at the end of the day, like, you know, Ender's not as much of a pause slayer. So he's not going to replace the production that Clay had. And Krim struggled this year. Uh, and also on top of that, I think their SD game has just not been. They haven't been as head of the game as they were last year. I think combined with those two things, they're just kind of in the middle of nowhere with their system. I mean, and I don't know if Reese playing better is going to fix that. I mean, they broke up XEO for one. I mean, that's where their SD yeah. game's starting to hinder. I mean, that XEO on the map in SD, the way they were able to just hit lanes out together and just trade with one another was what made them dangerous in that game mode. I think for me, with these guys, they just need to focus on their individual talent and make sure that they're getting killed. No, I I, di I disagree with that. It, I think their problems are way more systemic than individual problems. I know, yeah, but the no, problem is, the problem is, is like they need to get kills first. I mean, they're not even getting kills. They're, get, no, they're they, getting the smoked. Kill, the, the kill, the, the kills, kills, the kills come with teamwork. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But I'm saying with vivid, right? Like uh, you I'm gonna, said I'm gonna say it's missed. a little bit of both, Tom. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. It, it's not it, like you're gonna yeah. have to play the game the right way, right? That's how you get kills. You're saying when you play the game the right way, you get it's easier to get kills, right? But yeah. I just feel like at the same time, I think what Porter's telling me is true. When Porter's telling me, you know, he thinks that the con that the confidence is not there with the team, I think I think they're really overthinking this shit. I really do. I, I think they need to like get loosened up a little bit. I think they really need to focus on themselves. I think a lot of these players need to make sure that they're going back and watching some of these games and and really focusing on what they need to do differently to get some kills here and make sure that they're dropping some some. But isn't that kind of isn't that kind of the opposite of what you just said though? Like what? Like shouldn't they essentially like? Here's what I think, Tom. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day. They'll figure out the, the difficulties with hardpoint. I think their issues are in the other game modes right now. I think their S and D the S and D has it's been up and down all year. And they haven't gone on like a mega run of form in that game mode. And this goes all the way back to like stage one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's happened with them recently in control, but they just cannot win a control to save their lives right now. And that is so bizarre to me in a team uh, that has a player like Shots who's a playmaker, and they have a bunch of really like consistent smart players in Ilya and Krim. I just don't understand as a team like how they can be so bad at controls. So I think they need to put a lot of work with their teamwork to figure that out, and then the teamwork will inspire confidence on the individual slang. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a little bit of both, like Chris said, I guess, right? I think at the meantime, I'm just like I'm watching these guys play, and sometimes I just feel like even when they're in the favorable position. What I'm trying to say is even when I feel like they are playing the game the right way and I see them doing the right things on the map, they're still not getting kills. They're just getting world starred or they're not picking up. Like Some of these players really need to start focusing on themselves and making sure that they're playing. Because well, let's be honest, they're just not playing good. I also, I also want to say that I think Clay, like what Ben was saying, was a big part of that because Clay always brings the energy and he almost like gives you exactly. that like, delusional confidence yeah. that you like can feed off of. And them not having him on their team anymore probably hinders them. I know Crim's Krim 
Crim's a lot more like calm and cool with the way he like approaches stuff like that. And he's not so. Hold like, on, are you saying that Crim is calm and cool? No, 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 no. But I'm talking about. I'm talking about with like. I'm talking about. I'm talking about with like the way he direct like like the way he directs his team and like talks about stuff. Not so much like he's not like a super hype guy. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's, he's that's not, not how he's that's not, not like a motivator. Uh, Krim yeah, he's is, not a motivator. Krim is like the yeah. Chris Paul of Call of Duty. Like 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 Krim is going to no, be very much not. in like a Chris Paul. Mode. Yeah, well, Chris Paul is notorious for being a prick to his teammates and being hard nosed on the court. That's always been his gimmick. That's why all the Clippers players hated him back in the day. But I is I it? think I like. I think though they don't have the good cop bad cop thing that they had with Clay. I think yeah. they probably had a really good dynamic, 100%. where Krim was sort of the the guy that was like really riding them in practice, and Clay would be on the side like motivating them. They kind of missed that dynamic. It works really well in a lot of yeah, coaching Yeah, Krim, Krim, Krim does really well when he has someone that can like counter counter his logic almost, like like right. like like just basically have a different perspective of looking at things, and he can like have those like healthy arguments with people. I mean, he did it all the way back in the freaking cold days, right, with like aches. And, you know, and like even on the Dallas Empire with Clay, like having somebody on that team that can do that with Krim would help them a lot. But unfortunately, they obviously don't. I mean, that. I mean, at the end of the day, I agree with everything you guys are saying about like the teamwork and the mentality and making sure that they're they're playing the game the right way and this and that and the kills would follow right after that. But I'm honestly just tired of giving some of these guys passes. I think people just need to start stepping up yeah. individually as well. Like, I, oh, I think I, mean, these, I, I agree with you. Krim has yeah. been one I of the worst. They're not ARs. playing well. They just they don't even look well, good on, the on top well, of that, though, Tom, yeah. like even if I feel like even if I feel like they all start doing that, I even talked about this with like Krim. I, I felt like even with Reese, right? If they do get to that point where they're all slaying better and slaying more consistently, I feel like they still won't ever surpass like their ceiling that they had with Hook. I feel like if anything, they'll still be there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna be as good as Phase. Even if if Reese starts playing better and they all start playing better, I feel like they'll be the same team if they can get Reese and everyone else firing all cylinders. They'll still be top three. But I don't think that they're going to have the potential to win as much as I know a player like Krim wants to win. Yeah, you know? I mean that's, the that's, one that's thing that's a little bit of the optic problem too. But go ahead. The one thing um, with XEO for me, like when XEO was a thing, was like I was just talking about it in the in the last series with Florida, and we talk about it with Phase, and even New York, the aggression that these guys are able to put on the mat. Like I don't want to, I don't want Dallas to fall into that mindset of a team where their confidence isn't there and they're just setting back and they're overthinking this and trying to set up everything. Like, make sure that the game is just flowing. Yes, you got to play the game the right way, but at the same time, they need to make sure that they don't let up on who they truly are as players, like Illy and Shotzi and and now Vividot with this team. Like, they need to make sure that they're playing off each other, but keep up the confidence, keep up the aggression, put, like fucking pressure these guys keep their identity as keep their identity as players like don't just sit back and like and just let people run all over you and make you their bitch that's the minnesota problem as well so yeah here's what i would say is they've also like they're also going to maybe get a little bit of a benefit in this group because they seem to have a really good matchup against new york for some reason but they're now zero and six this year against both phase and toronto who are you would argue are probably two of the top three teams in the league um they just I agree. They have a very similar problem to Optic. I think they can figure it out and they can get to a, a more consistent ceiling. But is that ceiling going to be winning chips? I don't think that's likely at the moment. No, definitely not at the moment. I mean, from what we're seeing, absolutely not. I mean, Dallas, they start off this SD good. Well, they let's go talk about 3-0. the next round because this, this round this is, is where it falls where apart. Falls apart. Yep. Yeah. This, the Dallas, they go up 3-0. And then I'm pretty sure, does, does Toronto win? The next day, win the next four. My God, Illy somehow, <laughs> somehow takes out Vivid and he takes out himself in the process. So that's not what you want to see off the rip of a round. I think that's, is that where it all fell apart? The team kill to kick things off? 
Um, yeah, but at this point, you're, you're, you're a 2v4 because you get that TK penalty. You, and it's have, just like, you have the 3-0 to start, yeah, and shook. then you start off the fourth round with a 2v4. Um, you know, yeah. a big a big team kill coming in. Um, and that's exactly and Toronto not had done nothing. See. Toronto had done, like, nothing at this point in this map. Like, they were getting somewhat steamrolled. And they get a window back in. And look, Toronto, and we see Bed Vance in the chat. Shout out to him. Like, Toronto's been a team all year. Shout out, uh, at least in, in the last couple of stages, it takes opportunities when they can. Uh, they played fantastic in the series, especially in the response. Uh, and, you know, they went on a little bit of a run here to go ahead and, and put their foot to the throat of Dallas. Um, yeah, there, are a few other, there are a few other rounds I want to talk about if you wouldn't yeah, mind. Yeah, talk about it. No, go ahead. You can talk about it. I'm just saying we had Benson in the chat. He's like, he didn't know what the fuck happened when Vivid and Illy went down. He said, just go away instantly. It's like, I mean, that's a blessing in disguise. I mean, for anything, that's for Toronto. You see that and you're like, that's what you needed. You know, you needed a round like that to just kind of get back into it, get yourself a little bit of a freebie and use that momentum moving forward. But yeah, Ben, what do you want to talk about here, big guy? So uh, there are like a couple of things that Dallas does in this map. And this is one of them that like, I'm curious kind of your guys' thoughts. So they go with this A setup and they don't actually hold like either side of the map. They're pinned. Like, They're pinned. Do you, like, like to me, like, I don't know if I really think that this post plan strategy is going to be like your most ideal setup. And you basically just kind of allow Toronto to just work 90% of this map pin you in, and inevitably Toronto's going to get the trades and go ahead and retake the spot. Yeah, I mean, I, again, it's one of those things where Toronto, they have everything. They have all the map control in the world. Dallas, they're all in one spot of the map, and Toronto knows that. Based off their positioning, they have Toronto, they have Dallas pinned. They're pinned in this little building. All they need to do is hold some L triggers and slowly inch up to this building and just collapse, and that's exactly what they did. Look, Dallas is fucked. They are <laughs> fucked. They have yeah. nowhere to go. They have nobody who can make a play. There's no routes you could take. You can't finesse anything. You're absolutely trapped. And they did You're, that to themselves. Yeah. They trapped themselves. What were you going to say, Ben? You were about to say something? No, no. And then uh, this round was a little bit funky. There's a lot of trades that went down uh, on the A side, but it was pretty, pretty much kind of a fake that they bid on from the Toronto end. They went ahead and ran like a nice little 2 2 split. Play. Number seven's watching middle and they get the bomb down here. And they did Toronto's a really good job playing around B bomb and catching everybody rotating off. Yeah. I mean, you're um, going back to those mind games, right? Ben? Yeah. I mean, it's just really good. And this is why I think Toronto's been a really good SD team now for a couple of stages. You do a really good job in the mid round and mid map adjustments. That's where we've seen the great SD teams really pull away from the rest of the pack. They just do a good job of not letting the momentum run against them. They had that door open in that fourth round and they went ahead, took it, and ran with it. Yeah, it's the mid-game situational play, and that, that comes down to, one, preparation, making sure you, you go over this stuff and having everybody on the same page, and two, just your comms in the middle of rounds and being able to calm something and do it right away, no hesitation at all. And that's something that we saw Toronto doing, and FaZe did it very well in the Optic series. I saw FaZe pulling out a lot of new stuff in their arsenal, Ben, and I know you're going to want to probably talk about it. We didn't watch the matches together uh, today, Ben, yeah. but something that I noticed um, so I definitely want to talk about that. But Toronto do a great job. But Dallas ended up taking a round back. This was a very close one. This Dallas needed this map. They needed this map. Because the minute they were going down 2-0, um, I kind of figured they were going to get 3-0'd after, after a map like this. Um, Krim6, he was able to find a big blood in this in this ninth round. Did they fall apart here? Did Dallas lose this round? Yeah. Say with a big trade? Yeah, because they, they get stuck again. They, again, they, they're trapping they're themselves. Yeah. I mean, like, and I don't know why. Like... I don't know why that they struggle to just like spread the map, like play for information. Like Dallas was always that team, and that's what I'm saying. With X, without XEO, I just feel like that playmaking ability is not there right now, and they need to make sure they get back to that spot. But it just seems like they're playing so one-dimensional, and, and I, I feel like that's the best way to put it. It's just well, very one-dimensional. They, 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 they try. Just... 
four yeah, hitting out sights. That's it. Yeah, I mean, and then they're, they're basically <laughs> run out of options, and they try a, a kind of a, a home run play to try to hit out A. And Toronto do a good job waiting for it. It's just an instant 4v2, and the map's over at this point. Yeah, um, no, it was over. It was. And over. then, and then, man, control like, I, I don't know. This this map was so weird. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna skip in. Like, I want to watch the fourth round here because it's just a full speed breakdown. From I mean, Dallas. can we give some some credit here to Kleenex? Though, I mean, come on. Yeah, this guy goes huge in this, this round. I'm gonna skip back to the this beginning. This round, here. the whole fucking the map. Whole map. No, the, the whole, whole map. map. This well, guy be, was on another level. To, to be honest, Tom, I would I would go back round. and forth and say that. Really, that Toby's kind of taken a huge step up as a player in probably the last month or two since they made the change for Zen. I know they struggled a little bit initially. He's been unreal. Same with Cam. Like it just seems like they finally have found that sort of vein of chemistry we're waiting for because we've known for two years that this guy's got unreal potential. And same with Cammy. Uh, but finally, they found that that consistency that we've been waiting for, and that's why Toronto has been so good, along with you know the stability that Insight brings. With his play style, which isn't super fast, and then Ben Vance, who's a methodical player, knows how to play his pace, it's play corners, balance, and set right, himself ben? up. I think yeah. it's a good, a, a great balance of players. But Chris, I want to get your opinions on this. Uh, on this, like, what is it? Like, why do you think all of a sudden Sorry. these guys are just playing COD like this? Like, I just feel like they look unstoppable at times. You know, like Toronto is a great team. I, I never seen until Toronto won that event, and they've been consistently performing like this. I feel like these guys just hit a different switch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, it's got to be like the chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're they're just so confident in each other, and I feel like they all have like such a good idea of how every situation is to is to be played, and yep. they're Watch just this. they're just playing they're just playing really good Call of Duty, taking good risk, having good teamwork, this. This and is now the their talent shows, right? Right there, Chris. That's the confidence I'm talking about. What is Dallas doing? There's yeah. one guy left. Challenge him. Why are you letting Kleenex challenge you? Why is Kleenex picking up a Craig and cameraing the fuck out of you guys? Now, granted, they might have both been weak, but you have two guys there. It's like at least, and, and on top of that, they're stacking, lining up on each other. You have one guy pushing in by himself. Crimson goes down. Another guy pushes by himself. And then two guys line up, and Kleenex gets a, fr a free three-piece. And at this point, the round's over. He gets, there's four clean dead. They get the beat point. They flood A, get some trades, and bada-bing, bada-boom, how you don't. The well, I think Dallas had to actually, this, I think this round goes under, uh, this round that goes under 1v1. I they were weak. Right. I understand they yeah. were weak, but they solo child. Crim solo child. A guy solo child the point, and then they just lined up while they were one shot instead of backing up and playing their lives or making a play there's no confidence they're not moving they're just sitting around they're just letting they themselves just, die they that's the zero, problem they had zero people on bricks too that's how this, this mm -mm, thing that's the problem well. that's the fucking problem with these guys that's the problem it's just it's just little things like that and it's like they're just like it's just it's just looked too easy for toronto it just looked too easy and i think that's what porter was talking about the most when when i was talking to him and you could see it when you're watching it it's just Dallas has a lot of work to do in terms of their teamwork and and what they're doing around the map and slang. They they have a lot of work to do in every in every way possible. Well, um, let's uh let's talk next steps for both these teams. I hate using that phrase again, but so be it. Um, no, you what do you yeah. mean use that phrase again? What the fuck? I, I'm using you say anyway. ultimately twenty times. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Whatever. So Toronto, uh, Toronto got one match next week. They're gonna go ahead and score up against London. That's probably a dub for them. So they're probably set there. And then on Dallas side. They're playing LEG on Thursday, and then they have a huge match against New York on Sunday. Uh, I think the LEG matchup's a weird one for them. Like, LEG are, not, are a really good S&D team where, Chicago, where Dallas has struggled, sorry. And Control, depending on what map we get here, we might get a really good set for LEG. So uh, I think Dallas is really going to not have to look past that match to the New York match. 
they take it one series or a time, or they might be in a big situation going in that New York match where they need to get a result to win. I think they were kind of already there, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that Dallas sees a beat LAG. They have to. I mean, that would be a big win for them. But, I mean, LAG, that they need wins. So, you know, they're not. They're going to be coming out with the fire. They're going to be whipping out the QBZ in the fucking far again. Um, So, I, you know what I'm saying, Chris? I don't know what that was, but with above well, right. OP Krig, I mean, I, I'm surprised we're seeing to, guns to like that. To be fair, we'll like, to not roast, you know, Money Chin, he was frying with the far in that series. I, I mean, Money, Money Chin was I don't know about the QBZ. It's mostly the QBZ. I mean, I just don't understand why the QBZ out um yeah. but for the most part i didn't mind the far too much isn't the far pretty good dash he was trying it for a little while it's very good yeah, in those far, medium close range to kill medium it's fast close range is up is absurd yeah it's good so. it's really good well, it's not bad. It was more we're gonna QBZ switch for gears me. and talk about this phase series we have a special guest from this last series uh simp thanks for joining us yo today. hey what's up simp what's going on kid what's happening Chris, we got uh, uh we got Autumn. Optic Chicago going up against Atlanta Phase, and uh, we got Sim today. I didn't even know Sim was coming on the show. Ben, thanks for the surprise, heads up, he just, Mike. He just appearance. poked appearance. me three seconds ago. Oh, he just poked you. Okay, so <laughs> you know the, yeah. the, the, the flank. We have a lot of surprises here, Chris, uh, on the flank. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, someone, someone, give me the link. <laughs> yeah, get him the link, Ben. You got no, it. I got, I got you the link. Brother. Well, first of all, Sim, good win today. Good win. Thank you, uh, thank you. I, I think you guys played great. I uh, I definitely want to talk about your S and D because I feel like you guys are, are starting to click a lot more, especially on Express because. I think you can agree that was probably what you guys' worst map. Um, uh, in S&D. Yeah, statistically, statistically. Statistically, yeah. Um, but right off the rip, uh, you guys start off with a Moscow hardpoint, and uh, you guys are doing your fucking thing. I think it all. Listen, it all starts off from the break off with Alec, right? RC, well, Scum also out. team kills Envoy, which probably doesn't help the the four v three. Definitely. Yeah. Real quick question. Question. Optic vetoed standoff search. No, they're, they're, no, we've, they're swapped. We've, we oh, both, we swapped. Okay, because it showed it on the dock, and I was just confused how that even happened with uh, your guys' performance on it before. Anyways, uh, continue. Mm -mm. No, I mean, uh, I think I just think the break off. We I talked about it yesterday, but just like how important a break off actually can be, and it showed especially you today. On this map. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. on this map. Like RC's was able to start off streaky. He got some streaks. You guys got the flip. So not only did you guys get most of the time on P1 and P2, you had streaks to break P3, and at that point, you build yourself so much of a lead. That as long as you guys played, st stay disciplined and, and play the map the right way, Chris. Like I feel like there was no way possible you guys are losing. Uh, yo, Ben, you suck at golf. Uh, who is? Is that what? Who what is that? that? Is that MC? Wait, he wasn't Wait. even in here. How? No, what the hell MC, was that? MC just whispered all of us, bro. Dude, he, <laughs> yeah, bro, he, can't, he can't be serious, bro. He can't be serious. Classic MC. He always does this shit, man. He always does this MC, bro. Bro, that actually just made me tweak. I just lost full. <laughs> bro, I didn't, hear, I didn't see anyone in our no call. Way. I was like, where's this Yeah, yeah I was like, well, I thought that was on my end. I said, what the fuck's going on? You know what I'm saying? He always does this shit, yeah, man. I was actually shook right there. But yeah, I mean, I mean, to like, yeah, to yeah, well, on the rails. I mean, this this map. Look, you guys end up winning by what? Like uh, the the margin of points you get off this beginning. Uh, Alec gets streaks. He goes off. You can't here, get a better start. Yeah. You cannot it's, get a better start. You yeah. you really, really awesome. Yeah. Alec getting streaks. Alec getting streaks. Like, Alec flipped us too. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was going big at the beginning of this game. <laughs> Maybe he, fl he flipped you guys on the second P2. No, but he, yeah. he, he always he always does that in the big big moments. We he's gotta always, always some, going off. Yeah, we gotta give RC some gas because. MVP the last stage comes into this new stage and he's nine and one to kick things off. I mean, yeah, he's been unreal. Chris, what is it about this guy as a teammate? Tell me a little bit about RCDs. What do you love about him? Uh, I mean, you know, he's just got he's a really good IGL for us, mm -hmm. and you know, just because of how we are as like a team and like friends. Yeah, like 
he he just knows how to keep us in, in line and make sure we're doing all the right stuff. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, he's just good as fuck. Yeah, and, when he, and especially when he's frying, it makes it so easy. Mm-hmm. And then for the optic guys, I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people, right? We could pull up the stats. It wasn't very good. Um, but for the most part, especially in this first map, I mean, they're just getting put in a blender. I mean, if you don't have spawns and you're just running it, you're just headbutting hills, I mean, you're pretty much going to probably get smoked i mean it's very hard to get kills i mean especially the sub players on moscow like if you're not in the upper hand um you know it's going to be difficult but for the most part um that's credit to phase for just being able to shut them down and, and try and just give themselves the advantage i mean it's it's like you you uh just said ben and, and parasite when you play the game the right way and you do the right things on a map the kills will come right mm -hmm. um so it's just uh one of those things where phase just kind of played their game and just put them down but ben tell me a little bit about this optic team and kind of what's going on I mean, I think personally the the problem with Optic right now with, with phases is I think the map sets overlap in a really bad position for Optic because their best maps are phases' best maps. And what we've seen when they matched up recently is phases had the edge in the respawns. And then once Optic can't win that game too, the series is over confidence-wise. So I think Optic just needs to do a better job in these matchups of just maintaining that composure because um, I felt like in the third map, they, they kind of chalked it, especially in the last round. It looked like round. they chalked it. I mean, it looked, yeah. it looked like it was at the point where it's just like they couldn't get anything going, and they just straight chalked it up. Um, I mean, we were watching it. Uh, we watched that last map, or at least I was in the team speak with some people, and it just seemed like they didn't have a goal on the map. Let's go into their listening off this Moscow hardpoint and just see how they sound. Midwinter, you said? Yeah. Midwinter, help us Go find yourself. Go find Are they calling a BZ Abe? Yeah. I mean, a BZ, this whole listening, he's been, he was frying. No, I like, yeah, like didn't make plays as well, though. Kind of this whole thing oh my god. I mean, Maven talks about it a little bit after listening, but you could just really see how annoying a BZ actually is from Optics POV. I mean, the constant tight shimmies that he's throwing, and he's just constantly changing up his position. And on top of that, he's just so aggressive, and he challenges everything. It's like... Super annoying to play against, man. It's just one of those plays. He's one of those players that's just hard to keep track one of. Thing, one thing that's actually really frustrating, just watching Optic and the way they like break kills. Even when they get kills, 
like they don't like they takes them so long to advance up on the map when they get kills for a break like yeah. a lot of the time like this is like something that formal does a lot he'll just like kind of like bounce up around the map like l triggering an angle then he like doesn't see anybody he'll like sprint up a little bit start l triggering like sometimes he just needs to start sprinting like just start sprinting as fast as possible and getting to like these spots and stuff like that because it's just taking them way too long to even like break out break out of or break a setup like mm -hmm. a lot of the time like they're just letting like a bz get back police and finesse and, and take his time and they're, he's just not giving them anything and it's i think that's their issue because he's playing yeah. off like an ego chow a lot of the time and it just doesn't make any sense they have the potential to be that team where they're just constantly being a nuisance and constantly being aggressive but i i agree with you i think sometimes they're they're a little slow in their decision making or they're not quick enough <laughs> on the map it's making mm -hmm. use of your kills i mean i, mean, I feel i feel like with uh the listeners specifically uh -huh. i feel like they were just in like a constant just like pushed it wasn't really any like and they were separated chris were they not like, we it, was, got it was just like it was just now, a bunch but... of like a, like staggered pushes yeah like, staggered all pushes yeah. it was all yeah, just yeah. one by one they were all dying there was no trades coming in i mean every time you went to an optic player's pov he's getting double teamed he's getting double teamed they're getting shot on the side it's like they're not doing anything together and, and maybe that's because they're down so much and they're trying to chase the game at this point but coming part of coming back and making that comeback is playing the game the right way and playing together and making sure you're staying disciplined and it just seemed like they lost track of of what they had to do on the map it lost track well, of their priorities one thing i think they've struggled with the last two years is their ability to manage the game and what i mean by that is always staying ahead of the opponent i feel like oftentimes and we talked about this earlier this year they're like very much a plan a team and plan a is whatever the objective is in front of them and they're never thinking about plan B or the step ahead. And this, you get in trouble against a team like FaZe that is so disciplined and rotating a hill early, objective of trying to flip spawns. Uh, whereas Optic are sort of always kind of hitting the front of hill and would like to see Optic sort of develop more of a complete game to have a real chance in the series against a team like Toronto or a team like FaZe. Yep, it's just uh, they need a little bit more teamwork for sure. And this is the struggles that they had. They show, they show, they show it sometimes. Sometimes they show their teamwork. Sometimes they do stuff like this, and it's like they need to get on that level of consistency where every time they're getting on the map, the teamwork is on another level because the talent's there. But when the teamwork's not there, it's like you guys just said they're not going to get kills, and that's why you're going to see some of these stats coming in. I mean, I could pull up the stats from from the series today. It was they're not looking ugly. very good. They're real. They're really ugly. Really ugly. And, and taking their step, Tom, like. Optic plays well against teams that are not the top three or four teams. The record's very good, but the record against the top teams is really bad, and that's why they're sitting at like 15 and 12 or 16 and 12 in series this year. Yeah. Um, they just they just need more depth. They can out-talent. They can out-talent a lot of yeah, They can out-talent LG because Optic actually play pretty slow and disciplined, so those teams that play slower don't match up well. But when they play a fast team that has a pretty cohesive system, they really struggle. So we'd like to see that development from Optic if they want to really go on a run this year. Yeah, we can sit here and look at stats all day. Obviously, like in this game, Scump's not having the best game. But like, bro, if you're watching the actual game, they're just on the back foot the entire, the entire time. Game. The, the entire I think game. This, this game is like mainly teamwork, I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is especially teamwork. especially once you get on maps that are like Moscow, your raids, your apocalypse. Like those are very punishing maps. So those are the ones you need the teamwork, right? Checkmate and Garrison are a lot more finessey. They're a lot more mixy. That's where like on the maps where your teamwork and your or your individual like skill shines a little bit more. But when you get on these slower paced maps with with more punishing hills, that's when you need to once again, like you guys are saying, stay ahead of the game. And be able to understand. We have to chalk this up. We, it's all good. We can, yep. we can hold the next one. Yep. And then hopefully, at that point, just rely on the other team to make a mistake. And you know, 
uh, piggyback off that snowball the game. Discipline. Yeah. It's just playing mm-hmm. the game the right way. I mean, sometimes yep. I feel like they lose track of that, and they're just kind of all over the place. But going into the next map, you have RC's dancing, and that's never a good sight <laughs> if you're the other team. Always vibing. Yeah, if he's vibing, you know he's, you always know, he's, he's well, going to come out. I think they had a good start in this map. They did. They you know? did. They had a good they, start. Envoy, Envoy had a nice 1v2, which then FaZe got basically converted the same 1v2 in a later situation in this map. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll kind of get into it, Tom, but I kind of really liked Chris. Sort of, did you guys have sort of a game plan coming into this map? I noticed you guys had a, like a, towards the end of this, you sort of made a suggestion they had a fast day. Was it something you had seen in VODs? Or was um, it something you kind of met or just read just sort of watching how Tupac. the map played out? No, well, this map specifically, uh, like, yeah, we did watch VOD for these guys, just because, you know, it's optic. So yeah, like we kind of we kind of saw what they did normally, and after the first round, we knew they changed it up. So we were kind of just trying to base it off the map in itself, and kind of just how they were playing instead of like going off other stuff. Yeah, I okay. mean, one thing for me that I noticed with you guys in this map, Chris, is just like new things in the arsenal, man. New new strats, new things in the book. And I don't know if you guys are just making shit up off the fly, like mid situational round. Like there was one round where you guys just ran across mid tracks. You guys just completely broke their ankles. I mean you guys faked A and you crossed all the way across mid map right back to B and got that bomb. Now you guys ended up losing that that round. I personally think you guys trolled that round. Um because Salium ended up dying top bridge when he threw a shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know I think he threw his life away that yeah, round. He yeah, he threw his life away. Yeah, he, and I think he said he was sorry that round. But it I was remember. just like, oh yeah, something MC would do. I could see yeah. him saying saying sorry. Yeah, you know, you know, MC gets a little aggressive sometimes, but yeah, 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 you can yeah, yeah. barely trust him the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think that it's just cool to see you guys throwing new stuff in, in, in the book, man, in the arsenal. It's just I'm seeing you guys do things that you haven't done before, and I think that's what's gonna make you guys a really good S and D team. It's what makes anybody a good S and D team, is being unpredictable. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, no, specifically good. for us, like, I feel like just, like, how we kind of grew up in the scene with, like, S&D and everything, uh-huh. we just, our, like, mid-game adjustments and our, like, our map awareness and S&D is crazy compared to, like, some other teams. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that's... When, when you're a team like yourself and you're playing off a lot of the information you're getting, like, you guys are obviously all really good S&D players, and the, the, the thing about being a really good S&D player in this game is that you understand how to maximize the information that you're getting and then using that in your mid rounds. And that's a, the problem that a lot of like CDL players have, in my opinion. They don't understand how to get good information without throwing their lives away. And that's something that you guys in particular are really good at. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the other side with Optic and this SD. What do you think? Because listen, we could talk about FaZe and, and kind of the plays they were doing. But at the same time, we got to look at the other side and, and look at Optic and, and kind of pinpoint kind of the mistakes that they're making. Was there anything that caught your guys' eye with this Optic roster and SD? Um, cause for me, it just seems like sometimes again, it's just like a lot of solo childs, people are getting picked. Like they're not really working off one another. Sometimes it seems like they don't even have a game plan. Like sometimes it feels, I feel like they don't even know what they want to do. Um, and I don't know if that's coming down to a comms thing or, or what, or maybe you guys are just throwing them off a little bit. Um, but what do you guys think it is? I think they got in trouble with the retakes on defense at the tail end of this map. They just had no answer for FaZe going A, and they weren't able to really get anything on defense. Mm-hmm. And then FaZe on the flip side played really good defense, and so suddenly momentum swung because Optic really couldn't get anything going on the mid-game adjustment. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, there was one round this uh, this map. I don't remember which one it was where I think they got a blood while we were going B, and then they triple hit their like uh, their bottom hallway or, or curve, whatever you call it. Uh-huh. And like they were trying to retake even though we haven't like planned yet or anything, and they kind of like gave their round away. I feel like we got a lot of momentum from that round. Yeah, I mean, momentum is a serious thing in S&D. I mean, we talk about it all the time once you catch fire. But Optic, they, they don't start off bad. I mean, they go up 2-0. You guys bring it back, but then they win another round. Um, What was the final score in this one again, Chris? I don't remember. Too many fucking maps. Uh, 6-4, I think. 6-4, so it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I don't think bad. it was around 11. 
I like this play out of you guys to rush plant this A bomb site. I like the route that Alec took. I like that he was able to just get it down right away. And look, look at the look at the difference between FaZe's setup, Ben, and Dallas's setup. Yep. When Dallas was just completely staggered on that A point. Look at FaZe. You have one guy pushed out their side. You have somebody in the back holding the pinch. You have two guys holding the pinch. You only have one guy in that building on the site. And you also see Chris Simp. You're the one who who ends up hitting that late flank on that last round where you were able to pick up two. Um, and close yeah. it out, and that, and that's something else that I that I want to bring up. But just the way you guys are able to just stagger their pushes and just make it difficult for them. I mean, it's very difficult to to break something when you don't know where anybody is. Scump ends up making a good play. Uh, I think Cell made a, made a great play jumping down. I think it was just unpredictable yeah. for him to go uh, back to where I, he I, I probably should have waited for him a little, couple more seconds because I, I made it kind of risky. Like because if he was looking the way, we probably could have lost the round. It was a good uh, play. Tyler and Alec also kind of threw the lives away in all the different situations. Would have made that oh, I, a little I mean, bit easier. Definitely. I think Tyler was just he, – he got one, and then they knew where he was, so he was just doing his best to finish. Yeah. I'm always yeah, doing I don't, I don't know what Alec was doing mid-tracks. I'm well, always I'll forget about that. He was, he, he, he was doing his fucking thing. But in this round, I mean, it's a 3v1. I mean, it's the seventh round. Formal can't really do anything. You guys go up 4-3. Um, ben, was there any round you want to talk about? The only round I really want to talk about is the one where Simp hit that lane flick. I want to see, I want to show the stream how they, oh, how this, they broke this, that down. This, this, this round, because I think, so you guys, uh, I'll think it's set up pretty good here. They end up picking Ibiza off the sign because he wide shells. And I think Dashy kind of makes sort of an unfortunate mistake here. So they decide to hit out their side. I think you guys probably had a pretty decent setup, Chris. But he ends up well, yeah, shooting yeah, this trophy about right before. here. And I'm, I'm sure you guys' comms are like WTF. The trophy just got shot. Uh, and then you guys just end up kind of just gunning them all down. Well, yeah. I mean, we weren't expecting three of them to go out, but they, they kind of flew out expecting us not to be there or something. Like, even though we haven't, like, planned or anything yet. So they kind of just... I mean... This is the round I was talking about before. They kind of threw away, I feel like. Interesting round out of them. I mean, I like that they're trying to do stuff together. I mean, that's the positive to take away from it is they're trying to, like, work something together and, like, try and work some trades and, and do what they got to do to break the site. But it was an interesting play to break the trophy. I mean... I personally don't think he had to do that right there. I think right there they just see the slide on out and challenge together and just catch people off guard and use your numbers because there's no way you guys thought three guys were there, did you? I mean, did you guys no, have any I mean, idea? As soon as we saw there was three, we kind of knew that, like, they threw the run away because it's, it's pretty hard to get away like once you're in the hallway stuck there. Yeah, yeah, they're stuck. They funneled themselves. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys end up losing this round, Chris. You you popped a big two-piece. Yeah, I chowed a little too early on the last kill. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I almost got the ace. It would have been nasty. You went a you went a little you went a little rogue. I thought I was full health already, but it takes forever. Yeah, to get yeah. To Envo I'm pretty sure it was Envoy who who made the play. Scum picks up a big kill, makes it a two v one, um, and then it was the last round that really I really enjoyed the the plays that you guys made. Um, does Tupac tell me a little bit about Tupac? Has he been helping you guys out a lot? I mean, I know you guys yeah. picked him up for for an S and D coach, just kind of helping you guys out, maybe giving you guys some strategies, working with you guys every day in this game mode. How is how is he as an S and D coach? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's amazing work with like. Already, like on top of it, he's like our friends just from the S and D scene. So it's it's already like a cool relationship. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he helps us with our strats and just making sure, like when he sees like flaws in our setups or like just seeing how we play certain things when we scrim, he's always there. So he just you know he just helps us come up with the stuff and make us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like I this play. play. You guys I love run. this play. The, the really sick B face. You guys just get an easy yeah. bomb down to A, and you've already got a pretty good setup since you guys have your side. And you guys threw tags, right, Chris? You guys threw shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you well, did. right, right there, right there, uh, they saw Alec cross, so he was just trying, he was just trying to get the bomb done but, before they wrap up. But I think that the main thing is you guys just throwing shit and delaying it just those few seconds for Alec to slide onto this bomb and get out with his life. I mean, you guys delayed it just enough time before Optic can get back and get there, and then while that happens, look at you. 
Now, instead of staggering on the point and going back and doing a, a simple setup, you understand that there's going to be gaps on the map now because the bomb's planted. They all have to give up what they're giving up. They have to make their plays towards the bomb, and you take full advantage of that. The minute you get around them and pop a two-piece, it's chalked. I mean, they're funneled on the bomb site. You guys have them pinned. You have the numbers. Um, so, really, just a great play out of you guys. I really like the play. Who made the play call, Chris, at the end right there? Uh, Who made that? Probably Alec. Probably Alec. That was a good play Alec, Alec's usually the one that faked that. Yeah, does it so? I, I like that. I like plays like that. It's just mixing up the arsenal, man. Doing stuff that's unpredictable. You see so many pro teams that till this day they just like they play S and D so basic, like just so basic, so one dimensional. They don't switch anything up. They don't make plays on the map. So I think that's what separates you guys from the rest, honestly. Um, so I enjoy watching you guys play that. But then we go into a uh, a raid control and uh, Ben. This is where I think. Optic yeah. might have chalked this up a little bit. I mean, it just seemed like, I mean, after a while, especially the last round, it seemed like they weren't even trying to get on the point. Yeah, actually, Optic had a pretty good shout in this first round. They got a ACAP, like, right off the bat. Uh, but they were just never able to really get a good push on B. Uh, FaZe got a couple of really good pieces. And from this point on, you know, I just felt like it's just weird watching this Optic team in, in these uh, raid controls that they played the last two series against uh, FaZe. Although, did you not? I don't remember. You guys played them on raid control last time, right, Chris? It was a garrison. I don't remember. Either oh, I way, think play, I think we played raid last time we played them. It yeah. was raid, I think. It was I'm, pretty, raid. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. We, yeah, last time it was raid for sure. That was the one we were on uh, the Atlanta server, right? Yeah. Last match? Yeah, yeah, it was raid. But, but again, I just feel like Optic just kind of go into these offensive plays here on this round after they go kind of four dead. And it doesn't seem like they have a cohesive plan. They just keep hitting bed over and over and over. Not a lot of pinch action. Not a lot of taking middle. Not trying to set up a play where we get kitchen and funnel out the back and spawn them laundry. It just seems like they were going back to some one-on-one -on -one basics. And, you know, that's not really going to work against a good team. You're going to need to kind of mix it up and try something better. you see it right there. They're doing it again. I mean, they die better. I mean, they come out spawn. They just flood better again and just die. Just take some routes. Take yeah, routes the guy, to the left. The guy take kitchen just runs yeah, by himself. I'm pretty sure like, this first round they kept the point almost immediately, too. Yeah, it's I think like, they had a, like a bunch of time. It's like, honestly, they're just making it so easy for you guys. Like, it's just like you guys don't need to worry about anything. Like, you, you they just keep flooding on in, and then you guys are picking up free kills. They're running into your L triggers, and it's like, it's too late. Now, they're starting to go mid now, but it's like, it's too I, late they're, now. They only have like one or two pushes. Yeah, they have 15 seconds left, and now they finally start working through kitchen. Um, They're trying to do everything they can, but they're just funneling themselves. You pick up a big two-piece, last guy's in money. Um, they end up losing this first round. Now, granted, it was an offense, but I would just like to see them switch it up a little bit when they're on these breaks. Like, just find different ways to make it harder for the other team. And I, I think that's the main thing is just focus on taking some routes and do it together, too. You see Envoy trying to do it sometimes, and he's doing it by himself. So you want the whole team focusing uh, on taking those routes and doing whatever they can to pick up some kills, maybe work some spawn kills, right? Pick up a kill or two in kitchen, pick a couple people off spawn, and then try and collapse on that point. Just make it harder for you guys, but they end up losing the first round. They go into a defense, and then you guys were able to cap A right off the rip and, and work a B plan. And we'll see a little bit of the difference on kind of what you guys like to do, but the difference here is you guys already have bedroom control and you're getting kills. But um, talk to me a little bit about what you guys do here to kind of break onto this B point. Um, I mean, it was kind of just getting their base control, and I think we got two or three dead, and we were just able to stack and when like I think you see eventually. number seven, you see you, I, right? I, I You're also, already also, taking her out. Like, look I at also you. was You're able to get around. the cord and start spawning him deep laundry. Mm -hmm. So as, as soon as you do that, it's just a matter of them getting the kills so that we know that they're all spawning out. Yeah, you guys push through front, middle, and you take a route, a, a route left. And when you get those kills, you're able to pick people off spawn. You're able to make things hectic. And that's what you need to do on offense. You need but, to make but, things hectic. And you need to get kills like that. So you allow that time to get onto that point and work some stacks. But what's up, Ben? But yeah, I mean, I mean, let's talk about the situation because I, I think this is also a little bit of a mistake from Optic, right? 
So there's a bit, a bit of a mixy gunfight in the middle. Uh, number eight, Abizi's going to go ahead and get kitchen control. He's going to go ahead and kill uh, and then die in a window. Uh, but this guy spawns basketball and just doesn't pick up the pinch. And they have two guys watching the front. And I know it's sort of a 50-50 play. But the cascade effect here is you get that kill. You guys kill number one in Hill, and they're just forever away in laundry and just sort of spirals from there. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Simp just makes a good play. He literally spawn kills him. I mean, Dash, he comes off spawn. He's dead within two seconds. Yeah. Um, he, he should try and pick up on that a little bit quicker. Like, if you're getting that spawn, like, yeah, there's probably one coming behind you. And you also got a kid spawning deep laundry for, for obvious. But, it, but so. it comes back to also Scump on the life before that, pinching all the way around circle and pinching middle and getting zero kills and then having to come off a spawn on laundry. It's just like they're not doing a good job taking middle control and staying alive yeah i mean at this point you see the difference right phase they take some routes they get some kills and it opens up the map for them it allows people to come through mid it allows their team to come through bedroom and get onto this point they stack the point they work their corners they have some crossfires together and they get the point i mean you guys make it look a lot easier than it actually is to be honest well, I, I think our teamwork's probably the best in the league mm. i think this mode's literally all teamwork and wave pushing like i think Jason was saying the other day yeah not it's all like about just Taking advantage of like your numbers in the waves and just setting up for the next one. Yeah, for sure. I, I think uh, you guys are just really good at working off one another, but I think you guys are also good at just knowing when to make plays. And I think that's the difference. I mean, when I when you watch you guys play and then other these other teams, um, that's definitely the biggest difference. Uh, I I wouldn't think. I think there's a lot of other teams in the league that have good teamwork, but I think the ones that are struggling in this game mode, it, it really shows. Like you can really tell why why they're struggling and, and why they can't get anything going. But yeah, um, this last defense, if I remember correctly, you guys just shut them out. Do you not? Uh yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they don't really. I don't think they get any ticks. I think it's, it's just it's, yeah, it's a full speed chalk. We, they we just keep, keep it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we get a This is where I thought Optic just chalked it. Like I thought Optic was just you know in the struggle. Yeah, bus I think, I think they, we get like four down, and then we just put them in the absolute pit. Yeah, yeah. You guys had them pinned, and you guys do a really good job just pushing out all those lanes. I mean, you see you doing it right now. Like they're all pushing through B, but you end up pushing through A. They end up getting you. They kill you, but at least you're attempting to push up the map and try and keep them pinned, right? Keeping that aggression on the map. Instead of just sitting back holding L triggers, I, I like that you're uh, that you're being aggressive and, and making plays. Um, but you guys just do a really good job. I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, you you guys are in a good spot. Um, ben, tell me a little bit about Optics' future and kind of some things that you think they need to do moving forward. Well, I think we've talked about what they need to do going forward. Uh, next week, they only got one match. It's gonna be against Paris on Saturday. I would expect them to probably cop that dub. Yeah. Uh, and then on the phase side, Chris, you guys are gonna play Seattle first match on Thursday. Uh, and then you're going to face off against uh, LA Thieves, second to last match on Sunday. So nice. uh, should be a couple Solid of good week. series for you guys next week. Yeah. Uh huh. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. I think uh, Optic, they're definitely really frustrated with that one. I mean, you can see the looks on their faces. The individual performance is definitely not there for those guys. You know that they're, they're definitely a lot better than that. Um, but they're definitely going to go back to the drawing board and just, and just try and figure it out. I, I think Optic struggles are always going to be with those top three teams. I think for them, their talent will always push them above the rest. But in order to beat those top three, they need to clean up a lot of things. And that's what they're going to be working on moving forward. So we'll, we'll see if they can turn things around. Tom, and they're 8-0 against the bottom of the league. Mm -hmm. And all their losses are against like New York, the top uh, three. Atlanta, Dallas, and, and Toronto. Yeah, the top three, top four, um, whatever yeah. you want to say. Um, I think if they can figure out some, some of these little mistakes that they're making and just kind of figure out how to work a little bit more as a team and They'll be okay, but they, you know, like we always say, I mean, it's it's getting to the end of the year now, guys. I mean, people are running out of time. Um, but at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. They'll go back. They'll keep practicing as well as every other team. And then we got some more matches coming up, Ben, if you want to pull up the schedule. Um, we got I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they Did showed they not the schedule. Show it? Did they not show the schedule? 
Uh, I'm trying to find it, but if not, just stall for a second while I try to look mm -hmm. for it. No, you're good. I could probably pull it up. I mean, it's probably... Yeah, go. Guys, oh, that was it right there, no? No, 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 no that was the match. Oh, okay. Let me see. No, no, Maybe just, they tweeted it out. Just pull up the website here. Let me, yeah, link here. it over. And uh, guys, uh, of course, as always, we'll uh, we'll go into some questions at the end of the show. And if there's anything that you guys want us to answer, I know there's a lot of FaZe fans, Optic fans, Dallas fans, all kinds of people in here. Um, if there's any questions you guys want us to answer before we call it and Ben hits his putt, because I already know today Ben's sinking that shit. <laughs> I already know he is. I, I, like, that, I like that confidence. But Tom, nah, I that's my fucking in, guy, uh, Ben. And TeamSpeak if you want to pull it up. Oh, we got Zinni too. He poked me. I didn't even see that. Let's poke him. Let's let's say hello to Zinni. I know you guys always love having Zinni on. But let's pull up the schedule here. I'm going to bring it on. Uh, Tommy! Zinni, what's happening, what's kid? What's going on, guys? What's hey, going Zinni? on, Zinni? What up, 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 you guys didn't want me in. No, I don't want you in. What do you mean? I don't know. I was waiting a long time. I got my right. poking sounds off because uh, during the show, all I hear is, you, you've been poked. You've been poked over and over again. And people are like, what the fuck is that? Uh, so I just didn't see it. But That's all right. Uh, what a fucking boring day of matches, huh? Uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a sneeze fest. A little bit. Ben, I said that and you said, what do you mean? <laughs> what the fuck? What is this? What is this? Come on. What the fuck? You treat me differently now. We got uh, to kick things off on Thursday. Seattle Surge going up against Atlanta Faze. Uh, wow, who's going to win that? What do you, what do you think, Zane? Who do you, you think is going to win? This may be a good match. Right. Well, let's, uh, let's ask this question. Does anyone yeah, in this on. room think that Seattle is going to win that series? No. No. I don't. Okay. Like, yes. There we go. I, I personally do not. <laughs> no, like, actually, yes, or is that a No. Yes? I mean, do, you guys want meme, do you guys want some meme takes? Because I, I, I brought them yesterday, but they didn't work out. Here, very I'm going well to give you guys my speed. Uh, my speed guesses, and I guarantee you, you, I'll be right. The, the first two series, okay. Okay, ready? Well, oh, just the first two? Yeah, we just do the Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, only yeah, the two right. series. Okay, well, Anna, I know. I'm going out on a whim here, but I'm going to say phase 3-0. Okay. <laughs> and then for this next one, hear me out. Gorilla's 3-1. That's, see, that's what I'm thinking, Zim. Like, you know what? LAG's a really good S&D team. If Dallas are dumb enough, they'll play them on raid control. If not, you know, LAG's... Had some opportunities on a garrison or a checkmate, and we know Dallas really struggled in that game mode. And depending on what team they can get, maybe LAG finesse in Apocalypse map one. Suddenly, this map set opens up really nicely for LAG if they can grab like two maps and it goes to game five, or in your scenario, they close it out in four. I mean, I, I know I wasn't here when you guys talked about Empire, but I just feel like they're all over the place right now. Like, I'm not watching Empire. Like it's, uh, they I don't have know how to explain it. Right now, they have confidence yeah, issues. Yeah, it's just not the team that you'd expect. And I think, I think LAG is probably a more well-rounded team right now. Like I, I think they play more like a cohesive unit. Granted, they have some individual inconsistencies at times, but I think they have a better overall understanding of what they want to do together. Mm -hmm. um, and I could be wrong. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we Empire can literally come out just stop being around the bush and Empire is ass. They, Jesus they're, Christ! They're my not good. God! Jesus. My they're God! Not good. They're not good. Dude. I mean, I mean, I Chris, like all the players uh, on there. they're yeah, just not good. I mean, that's you know, I mean, not to they're say not... that's that's not to say that's what I said because people say I'm always saying no, they, that they shit. But that's they what I said. They're just not playing good. They should have lost to Ravens. Like Ravens, obviously trolled. Like we watched the matches back. We saw the scenarios they were put in. They trolled. Mm -hmm. Granted, the Dallas obviously won the series. Empire is just not good. They're not good right now. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not it's not to one person. Their team is not good. Listen, period. I see a lot of people coming in about the CDL tweet. I see it. We'll talk about it after the predictions, okay? 
Uh, but I agree, Chris. They just—that's that, what I was saying. Individually, I think they just need to to perform a little bit better. I mean, I, I, I'm of course that comes with working together as a team and and doing what they got to do around the map in terms of playing the game the right way, and the kills will come. But at the same time, I feel like individually they're just not playing well. I mean, even they're, when they're just even, not good, even when they are in the right situations, even when I feel like they are, they do have the upper hand. They're getting shit on, <laughs> like they're getting worked, and you just got to call it how you see it sometimes. And I think that's why I think the main thing right now is individually they need to focus on themselves, focus on their confidence. And, and try and get back into that form but hey it's gonna be hard it's not yeah, easy to get out of a it's, it's not easy to get out of a confidence slump um I, I there's a lot of pro players who 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 go through that if not everyone um so we're going to the uh next map oh, is there anybody else who didn't predict i didn't predict i'm going lag 3-2 i think it'll be a close series but i think lag will close out the snds maybe take a respawn and, and call it a day is there anybody else who who's got a prediction chris did you give yours for what? Which one? Sorry. LAG Dallas. You get your prediction. Probably LAG three one or three two. I'd say. In my okay, opinion. So it looks like, like we're I, going just, LAG, I don't. I don't have any. I don't crazy. have any confidence in Empire that, right that now. That is pretty crazy. I don't think any. I, I don't agree. have any I don't confidence in that team, Dallas bro. Bringing this out. I, 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 right. I, I hope Dallas, you know, puts it together. I, I like everyone on the team. I just don't have any confidence in their team. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, hold up, on. I, I think people are misreading this tweet. So Tom just put on a tweet on the screen. For Slasher, I guess this was. Is this in? Yes, it's in our chat. A few hmm. minutes ago, said I'll be free soon. I think people are, are misinterpreting this tweet. I don't think that means that he's going to be released from the team. I just think let's contemplate the fact that these aren't playing particularly good, and I won't be surprised if Austin is at some point rotated back in just because no. they need to try more options. <laughs> no, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't see Drazer Kang and Sub Dow. They're both been playing good, like statistically at least. As much as I think Austin deserves to be in the league somewhere, I mean, it's it's slasher. Uh, I don't think we'll see him on Thieves again, at least not this year. Um, I'm pretty confident when I say that. Do you elsewhere, think he's find himself on another team? That's what I was just going to ask. You just said elsewhere. Never mind. Keep going. I mean, I mean maybe, but I mean, we, we've been talking about it for a while. I feel like the only, the only teams that I think could make another change are Dallas if they keep underperforming. And then... Like maybe a Minnesota, but I mean they're sort of sitting pretty in top eight right now. It all depends on how confident these teams are to win uh, some of these majors and champs. He also you're, won't be he, very cheap. I'll, I'll tell you that. Hold, I I also think I'm not two sure things. about One that. Is, I don't think I, I, I think they'll sell them for lower than you'd assume just to get that payroll off their team. Why? So True. unless someone comes in with an offer, and I agree, if it, maybe they go low, there's no point in buying them out. Because it's what a sixty-day buyout. You're already at the end of the season at that point. You might as well eat them up the salary. Why would you make another team better? But I do think that hundred thieves don't have a set for yet. And yeah, I know like Kenny's playing good as a main AR, but I just think that like they're so in the weeds right now on trying to find that system that I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Austin may be part of their plan still. Um, I don't know. Nah. Or maybe he's just talking about, you know, in a two, three months, like his contract's over. Yeah, that's what he's pretty much saying. In right, the, then, then fair enough, I that, guess. That's pretty much what he's saying in the chat. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's saying two year contract. Yeah, I think his contract so is going to So then, up. you know, like we've talked about this a lot on this show that like this might be a really lit. Uh, for lack of a better term, free agency period. A lot of a lot ARs of, on the ACZ. You got to think it's in. You got to think that maybe you're going to find yourself on a CDLT. You got a lot of competition out there. What do you got to say to your competitions in? Um, listen, man, I can't say anything on this show or on my stream without Reddick going nuts saying I'm a cocky asshole who can't win <laughs> in challengers and I'm undeserving. It, it's Listen, I'm just going to do what I can do. There's obviously competition. You got slasher. You got accuracy. 
If a team wants me, hell, Tom fuck Gravity, the I'd you fucking... got Tom, you got you, you got Slasher, you got Accuracy. Uh, Listen, Chino, Chino is placing top 32 and top 128 in challengers, and he's probably been looking the best on the Gorillas team. So, I mean, um, hold on. It's not I mean, indicative that's of a, a... That's a very big misconception. Waskins, that winning true, in challengers is, is indicative. Waskins does not competition for that. Are you next year? Yeah, next year. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about this year. I'm, no, I no, mean, no. Listen, yeah, there's... Yeah, Parasite, you know, never If mind. there's no expansion, which I really... I'm I'm really hoping isn't the case, it's just going to no be an another shit show. You can very well see someone like me not being in the league, and that's where we, we I have to... We can't even talk about expansion, because let's be honest, none of us know what the fuck's going on. So we'll just have to wait and see until there's an announcement. But at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. And I've heard I heard a lot of different things about that, but we'll we'll see. We'll fucking see. I, listen, I, I really hope for players, fans, everybody. I just think having 16 teams at the very minimum is a lot better than uh, what we have currently at 12. And there's just so many. Just think about all the players that you have outside the league, right? Like, I mean, we'll say me, Slasher, Accuracy. Like you said, Tom, John, Sib. There's just so many names. Uh, so, I mean, who knows? Let's hope. Um. Yeah. I mean, Aggie. Aggie. I mean, yeah. Let's go. I mean, I'm in there. Parasite's another one. I mean, there's. Listen, man. There's a lot of players on the sideline waiting to come on up and and try and get their spot, right? Um. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. But guys, please, if there's any questions that you want, you want answered, drop them in in the chat. Uh, we got a lot of people in here that I'm sure would like <laughs> to drop their opinions and uh and say what they got to say. So so please drop some questions. A lot of people are saying general as well. Jordan general. Um, listen, there's a lot of players, man. There's a lot of fucking players. There's a lot of players, guys. Um, Methods is incapable of not making a conversation about himself. Come on. That's not true. I mean, no, you're asking him about it. We just no, asked him up. about they it. They literally asked me, you yeah, fucking we're... ugly prick. Send me a picture oh, of what man. you look like for 50 bucks. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, Zing? You tweet me a selfie of you and I'll give you $50. I swear to God. Uh, will Zuma ever go back into the league? Um... Keyboard mouse returns, he's in, trust. Yeah, yeah, keyboard and mouse, I'm in. I don't know. I've, I've seen his one taps, bro, trust. Listen, it, it's one of those things where I've said about, I've said it before on this show, but I'll say it again since you asked. Um, it's not that I can't play in the league. Like, even even this year, like, I think I could have been on, like, a top 16 this year and, and did my thing, but I don't think I would have been doing my thing, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think I'm, I would be at the Zuma that I want to be at. Um, and that mentally was just tearing me down, and it was hard to put the team through that when I felt like there was things where I felt like I couldn't control. Um, and when you feel like as a player you're doing things, or when you feel like as a player you could be hindering the team because you can't play at the potential you want to play at, um, that was very difficult for me to deal with because I'm a competitor at heart, and I'm also a fucking cocky asshole when I play. And when I can't ego chow and do certain things that I love to do and know that I can do, um, I knew that they would be better off going to the bench and, and maybe getting somebody better. So, you know, going back to the team and just letting them know, like, listen, this is these are the problems I'm having. I recommend you guys go out and get somebody else, I think was the right move. Um, and Being self-aware sucks, Tom. It That's was the you, hardest You're just hypercritical on yourself yeah. all the time. I really it's, wish I was one of those hard. morons who's just in, 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 a, in, like, a daze and I have no idea what's going on around me. I like don't you just wish you were ignorant to everything? Like, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I tweeted. I tweeted. I think yesterday, and I think uh, RCs tweeted me uh, the fuck, and I was just like, bro, ignorance is bliss. Like being self-aware and just being aware of like everything, and just it just makes you a hypercritical person. And when things aren't going your way, you always just look down on yourself, and it's freaking. I mean, freaking I'll, the I'll worst. tell you this: it is very difficult for me sometimes to to watch New York play and to watch like you know proteins play because obviously i miss it man you know what i'm saying so it's like mm -hmm. it's hard man it's fucking hard dude it's hard but like what am i gonna do man you know what am i gonna fucking do dude i'm happy that uh you know 
I got a I got a good family by my side right now, and you guys have been supporting me every every single step of the way. So um, I appreciate you guys, man. I, I really do. I miss it though, man. But I'm going pro in Valorant. You'll see me on Sentinels in about a year. Um, <laughs> Those so, guys are uh, gross, man. They are gross. I actually uh, I really enjoyed watching them play uh, today. Uh, I, I've actually me, been really enjoying myself. Yeah, genuine yeah. question before you end. Yeah. Uh, so like, obviously you blew up full time streaming. Do you still miss competing as much as you thought you would? Or is it more like, uh, you know, I have this fucking community. I'm having a blast doing this. No, nah, I miss competing, bro. I miss yeah. competing. I mean, I, I fucking just said it, right? Like, I just do that. Sometimes it's hard for me to watch, honestly. Would, like, Would you give it all up? Would you give up what you're doing right now to, to, if yeah. you are to choose one? Yeah, you yeah. compete? When the really? crowd comes back, yeah. Fuck yeah. no right now. Absolutely not. But yeah. when the LAN events come back and just seeing the supporters and, and hearing your name getting chanted in the crowd, it's just like... I don't know, man. It's really hard for me to talk about it right now. I like, you know what until when I mean, Lance comes back, it, comes back. I said it in an interview recently. It's like there's a quote: "Athletes die twice," and it's kind of like the same thing for anybody that competes at, at the highest level in something, right? Like we're the top zero 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 one percent. Like if you're a starter in the league right now, you're one of forty eight players, and a lot of us have been doing it for over a decade. So to actually walk away, no matter if you're successful in streaming, YouTube, you get a job on the back end. It's it's a very big lifestyle change. It's 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 legitimately your entire life changing. So it's it's fucking. I mean, scary yeah, I did it for about, like man. almost a decade, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I did it for almost a decade. I mean, it's hard to talk about now. Like my voice is getting a little shaky, man, because I just don't like talking about it. But um, even like writing the twit longer, like I just couldn't do it. Oh, I can't. Oh, like yeah. I was just crying. Like I just couldn't fucking do it. And you know, a lot of people would call you a bitch, and they're like, Dude, that kid's up. There's a lot of articles being made about me, and people going on radio hosts and radio shows and. And stuff like that. And they were like, what a pussy. Get a real job. You know, you're dumb and this and that. And, like, I was just like, dude, with all due, due respect, like, those guys can go fuck themselves. You know yeah, what I'm fuck, saying? Yeah, fuck you. It, it's like, they don't understand, like, that we're in that percentile of, like, players that's, like, we're playing against the best of the best, right? I'm not sitting on on the couch with my feet kicked up playing, eating potato chips, playing video games. I'm fucking playing oh. against the best players in the world. What we do is the most uh, un misunderstood thing from the outside. If, if you don't know what we do, you, you talk to anybody. It's, oh, you play video games for a living? That's amazing. I can't think of anything better. And it's like, yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. At the same time, it's incredibly stressful. It's, it, it's, it's it's just like, I was just mind blown. I'd like, obviously, it was all love on Twitter, right? Like, the, fan, the gaming fan base was nothing but love and, and very supportive and that helped. But you would be surprised on, like, Facebook, on radio stations, articles being read. It was nothing but negativity in the comments. People were just cooking me, calling me a pussy, calling me a bitch, and, you know, stuff like that is just, like, it makes me sad. Like, I was just, like, you know, you work really hard, and knowing how much work goes into it, um, it was just, like, it's really disappointing to see. Um, and I've called out BBC Radio and some other articles and shit like that, but honestly, it got to the point where it just wasn't even worth it, right? It's just how the media is. Um, but at the end of the day, man, like, I feel like people who play, like, esports at the highest level, no matter what game you're playing, like... It's hard, bro. It's fucking hard. Like, mentally, you put in a lot of work. You put in a lot of work, and it takes a lot of concentration and focus and a lot of dedication. And most importantly, a lot of sacrifices, man, between, Everything. like, friends and relationships and, and, and certain things. It's like, you know, you go through a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Very so. isolated lifestyle. People, like, listen, it's you all see the highlights of it. And like I said, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but 
it can, it can get lonely, man. Like there are times where growing up in high school, you're you're not eating dinner with your family. Like pause the game. I can't fucking pause the game. <laughs> you're uh you're not seeing friends. You're not. It's. I mean, it's, it's part it's of the. Tough, it, I mean, but at the same time, you know, I also felt very grateful and blessed to be doing what I do and you know love to do and, and making good money doing it. But you know, it's a lot of work, and I, sometimes I feel like people. You know, don't understand that. You know, they they don't get it. But you know, what are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna fucking do? At the end of the day, you stay true to yourself. You do what makes you happy, and then and don't ever let anybody tear you down from that, guys. Chat. You know, do whatever you want to do in life, and and do whatever makes you happy, and and stay true to yourself. And you know, there's always gonna be people that uh that tear you down and try and hate. But at the end of the day, man, like you know, if you're getting haters and and people are being negative, then you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? So. We'll just leave it there, and uh, we'll end the show there, man. And, uh, I, again, I appreciate you guys showing all the love and support. I appreciate you guys coming in here every single day. Um, I love every single one of you. Appreciate uh, Zinni, Parasite, uh, and Simp, most importantly, for coming on. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to go to anchor.fm slash the flank if you want to listen on Spotify or Apple or whatever the hell you want to do. Go follow at the flank on Twitter, uh, at Ben J. Nassim, at Zuma with two ways. Go follow all these guys in the chat. And um, I, I fucking love you guys, man. Thanks for always supporting. And we'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Peace. Have a good day, man. Have a good fucking day.